Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. Of course, I am your host, Clay. We, you, oh my gosh, you really did that, Mark. Right in the middle of my intro. I did. What is wrong with it? I'm sorry. <laughs> This Dude, is what that, happens that when totally you have a, when you have totally a. Look like I didn't even I didn't see the whole thing happen, but it legit from the corner of my eye looked like you just like slammed your mic just on purpose. Like, oh, I want attention. You know, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is one of those things that when you have this stupid robotic arm, but that it's right in front of your gut. It's my mobility to use my arms. I can then maybe you need like, a all new I can desk. do are shoulder see, presses. I have mine. My. So my desk is legit just like an old school desk and the amount of space on the corner where my arm is attached is literally about this much. So if I hit it even the slightest, it's falling down. So I I try my best not to touch it whatsoever. Oh no man, I my, my desk is sexy. I have like one of these vintage looking like all wood desks from like the I don't know if they have it in in where you're at in San Antonio. It's called a store called World Market. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just, yeah, they just have like all these awesome pieces of furniture from yeah. around the world. So I have like this all wood desk from like Indonesia. Like I love it. It's it makes it feel like if when you see pictures that they're like, man, this guy must be like a historian. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no I, I just, just I, like, I, I just, I, I just really like the. Desk. I just like, <laughs> I just like nice wood. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So that's the yeah. I think I I need like one of these better arms. Because yeah, if I move it well, like I I will I will recommend up. these the ones that stretch out and then it's kind of like above you, um, it's so much easier. And if I need to be on the computer, yeah. I just move it out of the way, and it's it's just it's always right there. I I love it. But dude, it has been way too long since we have done this. We've yeah. Why didn't we do it um, last week? I had to go uh, test the oh, water. That's right. That's right. That's and right. it, I mean, it, it is, it is scary. So I was told that we were going to like me, well, me and my best friends, my, one of my best friends from high school was getting married and I'm like, okay, it's going to be a very small one. Well, he's like, Hey, it's going to be a small wedding. And so I assume that it was kind of what me and my wife did down at the courthouse, which was literally about 10 people out in the open. So if we needed to social distance, we could social distance. That's very romantic. Well, of yeah, you, I know. I'm 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 a sucker for <laughs> you know the romantic, but uh, I can tell. I ended up going, and right off the bat, I'm at my friend's house, and they're like, "Hey, let's go to this restaurant." And I'm like, "How about no? You guys can go to that restaurant. I'm gonna order in because I promised Abby that I would not be going to any restaurants during this whole thing." And they're like, "Okay, whatever," and they leave, and I'm just like. This is terrifying. And then, the day of the wedding, we go. I walk in, and there's like this bucket full of masks. Because they said, oh, we're going to be providing masks. And I'm like, that's a lot of masks. How many people are going to be here? And when I actually step into the... the, We're getting married at a brewery. So, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. The room that they were going to get married in um, was probably around... So, think of a high school gymnasium. Think about the court, the basketball court. Okay. Now, cut that into a third. 
So let's say like a, a half, half court. court. Yeah, yeah. Half court. Put 35 to 40 people in there, but put four walls around it. And the back door is like a giant sliding barn door. So you're pretty much like... You're, you're literally boxed in. I was the only one with a mask. I was so terrified. I stood at the back wall while everybody was down in their little seats, like the, these little benches things. And the ceremony, thank God, only took like 12 minutes. It, like on the dot. Okay. And as soon as that bar door opened, I ran out, went outside, and had to take off my mask and just like breathe a little bit. My anxiety was so high from so many people so close together. And I didn't think it was going to affect me that much, but it did. And then they all stood in line for food because they had food catered. And I'm like, I'm going to wait. And I literally waited until everybody got their food. I got my food last, ate outside. And then I told the groom, like, during his bachelor party, I was like, hey, there may be a chance that I have to leave during your uh, reception just because I don't know how crazy it's going to be. He's like, okay, whatever. And so I ended up telling him, hey, I'm going to go ahead and bounce. I get a text two days ago. From my best friend saying, hey, it was a good thing that you left when you did because it seems that people who came after you left tested positive and now more people are and now more people are being tested positive. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, and we were drinking all night, so our immune systems were really low. So we're kind of just hoping for the best. And I'm just like, well, that's terrifying. Uh, thanks for the information. And morally, I had to talk to my boss about it. And they're like, okay, you should be fine. You know, you weren't in direct contact with anybody that was positive. I was like, okay. And then I read an email from my corporate company for the location that I'm at. And they're like, hey, we've had our first positive case. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I dodge a bullet and now I'm having to dodge another one at work. Like, what is going on? So, and then I get this ear infection. So, like, it is, like, one thing after the other. And I'm just, like, I I just I just keep getting hit while I'm down. And it's insane. It sucks. Yeah, I've had, I, I, I think I've had the complete opposite <laughs> situation. I mean, my week, besides the hecticness of being, you know, one month away from closing and living in the house. So, moving into our new house. So, yeah, dealing with that. I mean, this week was my wife's birthday. Oh, so tell her I said I happy like, birthday. Babe, Clady says happy birthday. She's in the other room. <laughs> she did probably, she yeah, probably didn't you're, hear You're me, totally going to have to, like, lower that volume <laughs> later in the <laughs> editing. Oh, man. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yesterday, so with, with her birthday, um, we kind of did, like, a, a twofer. So, uh, the day that you were... I think it was on the 24th. Yeah, we, we went out to the lake, and as you guys saw, I think I sent you pictures. Yeah. We were just, like, grilling and stuff like that, and my son and his cousins fishing and that kind of stuff. So very relaxing. And then yesterday, we have here in North Carolina, it's called Float Carolina, which pretty much what you're doing is you are sitting – no, I'm sorry. You are laying in this capsule 
that is filled maybe two feet deep with over a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. So you're pretty much in this large jacuzzi, but the water is like the Dead Sea. So you're just straight up floating. And the reason why they do the Epsom salt is because Epsom salt is, you know, it's kind of like a anti-inflammatory, removes all the tension. And the fact that you are pretty much for an hour just literally floating, all your muscles, you could feel like all the tense, all the tension within your muscles and joints is literally just like releasing. <sighs> Dude, that sounds so it is one of the... good right now. So, yeah, so I figured I'm like, you know what, I'm sure my wife, since, you know, she thinks... You know, us guys, we don't always think a lot. <laughs> so we're, so we tend to be a little bit more in the clouds. Um, so I know that she's dealing with this a lot more. So I was like, you know what, babe, let's do it. So yeah, she did that. And no, I, I actually fell asleep. That's awesome. Straight up, I fell asleep. Like, but the problem was is that, you know, when you're so relaxed that sometimes you do like that little herky oh, yeah, kind of thing when, that your yeah. hands go up and you start flailing. Well, I did that, but forgetting that I'm in salt water. So then water splashed me into my fa- splashed in my face, but now I have water of a thousand pounds of salt hitting my eyes where I had like temporary bl- uh, blindness. Oh. And they give you like a little squirter to squirt in your face in case it gets in there. But that's like if a droplet falls, not if you straight up tsunami your face <laughs> and now I have salt everywhere. So then I had to like try to get out and just get into the shower. So it was kind of like, although I paid for an hour of relaxation, I had about 40 minutes because once I showered and I cleaned up my face, your body, you're, you know, you're all pumping and stuff like that. The adrenaline, if I get back in that water, it's not going to yeah. do anything. Yeah. I'm literally just going to float and hear my heart going. Doo, 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 yeah. Doo, doo, doo. yeah. That's crazy. No, I would. But yeah, it's really I, relaxing. I, when, when you come to Charlotte, do, I'll take you. Have you been seeing these responses for like. And I know we we don't get political or anything, but just I just thought it was hilarious because they uh, they made this video on Twitter saying we're we're literally living in a Parks and Rec episode. I I, with I the, have seen with that the Florida video. responses to this whole pandemic face mask thing. Yeah, I mean it, it's very. I mean those those it's very Florida. <laughs> Dude, there is there is <laughs> I mean, one that it, like when I see video when I see videos like that, it makes me miss <laughs> South Florida because I get these stories all the time of just like. You know, they're sad stories, but you only hear it in Florida where you have, like, somebody in a in a motorboat and some, you know, country boy with being a really good welder attached welded skis to a toilet, and he's literally skiing on the toilet. Nice. Or it could be one of those things that, you know, you're you're one of those people that like to run at 4 or 5 in the morning before going to work, and it just so happens that when you turn and you're turning a corner, there's an alligator there and it eats you. Like, that's just... <laughs> That's that's welcome that's to Florida, South Florida man. Oh man. Yeah, I love it. No, man. I just I just saw this one on Twitter just now uh before we started recording and there was somebody that says, "I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things just got to breathe." <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like here it's where where I live it's one of those like it's like the tale of two worlds because since I'm right on the border of where I live mm-hmm. in Charlotte to South Carolina, South Carolina, because the, the cases are very small, like comparatively to the other States, but especially my County that the County that's there, that only through this entire pandemic has only had like 80 cases. Like nobody there wears masks. 
it's really like the only people that wear masks are the people that are probably from Charlotte and going to South Carolina because gas is like 60 cents cheaper. Beside, besides that, there's like no one. So it's like I can go to Target in Charlotte and it's loaded with masks. And, you know, like those huge like glasses, like glass things like where the, the, the cashiers are to, you know, protection and stuff. But then you go to South Carolina and you have a restaurant that only fits like 100 people, but there's about 200 cars outside. So it's like it's it's weird how it's just like two different uh yeah it's honestly it's like two different worlds. So it's it's kind of nuts. It's it takes a while to get used to. But you crazy. Know, it is what it is right now. I mean, this is just the days yeah. we're in. But uh speaking of days that we're in, I was totally right on Batman. What that is Kaka? Uh, about, about Joker. Joker. I called it. I that, I that was totally good. That was called good. it. And I did not like it. <laughs> no, no. I am. I'm not at that point where I am at a. We need a new writer. Uh-huh. I'm not there. But I'm. But I'm close. So, Be- I, I. I mean, to me, it's like Tinian is just. He's not bad. He's just not bringing anything new to the mm-hmm. table. And what he's bringing are just decent, average, kind of like generic stories that well, s- s- could I heard be somebody cool. say he's playing to the classics. So you get you get the I, Penguin, I, I you see, get the Riddler, you get the Joker, you get Harley, and you get Catwoman. Like the classic villains of, let's say, a Batman the Animated Series. Like, boom, all right there. No, yes, and and I, I think that's a that's a nice that's a, a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, I think that what I have enjoyed most about Tinian are his clever ways of introducing gadgets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's also done a good job of. I like his new char- I like the new characters that he brings. If it's either the man who's that really creepy dude from Justice League Dark? Oh, the Upside Down Man. The the upside down man or now like punchline everyone's talking about mm-hmm. punchline i think we need a little bit more although the it more i been, hear punchline speak it has been teased that she is getting her own title soon interesting so with punchline i think it's like the more i hear her speak i'm just like eh, okay i'm not yeah it's, I'm not it's weird it so much. because i mean tinian created her but i just don't see or hear a voice from her you know like it's just words on the page. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get. I think it's. I think right now everything has been so, you know, there you're, you're being introduced. So I think maybe even Tinian needs to find what kind of voice he wants yeah. to give her. But the way that she sounded in this issue, it just sounded like she was just one of those other people who thinks that she is partnered with Joker, but she seems to be just as brainwashed. Yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know if you had the chance to buy it yet and read it, but the Joker 80th story with her in it uh basically yes i did i did i in that 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 annual like her origin story was much yeah, better that definitely had like yeah. a voice for her it showed her you know where she was coming from but it kind of goes against yeah, here it, though like it feels like it a does. different it, it very much does yeah um i was shocked with like i i'm shocked but i'm not like oh my god what's gonna happen uh to the whole incident with harley 
Harley gets her n- her neck slit open. Yeah, she she got she, and yeah. thrown into the poo poo water, and <laughs> it's just like <laughs> as soon as it happened, I was like, "Ooh, infection!" But uh, one thing that I very much noticed that people I feel like are going to hate right off the bat, just well, hate and love at the same time, because there's a whole lot of people who did not like what Tom King did with the character, and people, you know, there's there's two different groups people who love tom king people who don't and in recent interviews tinian has said that he's trying to play to both groups he wants to play a little bit with the tom king stuff but he definitely wants to go back to a status quo and he has punchline shoot catwoman and if you Mm -hmm. look she goes limp so i was talking on batman news weekly that uh uh, Juice has a theory that they have officially paralyzed Catwoman. And so it'll basically be the storyline of Oliver and Felicity in Arrow. Oof. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hope that's not the... I mean, I think right now we just have to see because what you're seeing with, like, let's say... Tom King's run, I mean, you've been getting the, it's not part of continuity. No, it is continuity, but it's kind of like killer, the killer joke kind of. Yeah, he. The killing joke kind of Long Halloween type of thing. They have been going back yeah, where and it's forth, like it, and I think it, like, this is the first time that I've really seen, like, creators openly kind of argue about it, something like that. Like, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, because I mean, this the thing is, is that this isn't new. I mean, I, I remember I think I was chatting about it on like our Comic Book Legion Slack chat when it happened, and telling everybody, "Hey, check out the I Fanboy interview with Tom King." And Tom King mentioned that like well, what that's going to be, it's it's up to, it's like I guess it's up to its popularity on how it's received, if it will be something that's part of continuity. I think it's very much going to connect with what his canon story was. Mm -hmm. But this section here will be, you know, I think it's more like if it sells well, if people love it, they'll, they'll throw it in there and they'll use it as little nuggets and stuff. But yeah, man, I don't know, man, this, this story is again, it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's just, it's like, it's not bad at all. It's just, it's not what I'm, what I'm hoping for, I guess you could say. I'm just looking for, I'm just looking for, you know, a little more and I'm, I don't know. I just, to me, I, it, it gets very frustrating when you're reading, like, this is what, part eight or a part nine of the yeah. story. And you're getting the, why don't you tell me what you think the plan is? And then we're literally reading a history of, like, the eight issues. And you're getting, like, a history, like, why do I need to be reminded of what this is? Is this to prove that... Batman is smart and that he knew what the designer was planning to do and he knew how to I don't know like Did those things are becoming that Batman was talking during his fight with the uh designer Well that to me is one of those things that have always bothered mm. me and I think I started to realize how much it bothered me in Rebirth when it was Action Comics and it's fighting Superman is fighting Doomsday yeah. and he's literally in a tunnel holding Doomsday's punch and he's talking to like that other mysterious Clark Kent. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, literally, like, who are you? And they're like talking while he's literally holding Doomsday's punch. It, I was like, why are people just randomly... I'm sorry, but like, if you listen to anybody, even freaking musicians can barely sing good and dance. And here, you're literally fighting and you're having conversations. That always bothers yeah. me. Um, and so, but I did, I will say that I was feeling a little bit more, um, buying your theory of Joker once I heard on guard, it just felt like that would be something that the Joker would say before having a sword yeah. fight, which is like on guard. Like I was like, cause when I saw that, I was like, what, who the hell would if, say that this guy's, I don't even... know if we cover, we didn't cover it because we were, I was gone, but uh, if you read the Batman Secret Files, that was your tease. Uh, Secret Files shows Joker talking to Deathstroke and basically explaining the entire plan. And that book, even if you if you look at Batman 93 right now, the one that we're talking about today, if you go to the very back end of the book, it tells you that Secret Files was supposed to come out on mm-hmm. May 20th. So this was supposed to come out before May 20th. They accidentally shipped Secret Files before this book. And so they gave it away beforehand. See, so you didn't have a theory. I had a theory. I, you, were, you were just lucky. I had lucky. a theory because we were talking about this before we got <laughs> Secret Files. So, eh, I was right. I was right. I mean, I feel like I had thrown that theory out, like, really early on. Like, say, okay, No, no, you yeah. did. So you did. I'll give it to you. I don't buy it. But I'll give it. To you. <laughs> yeah. So you know, this book is is I is I. Yeah, it 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 definitely isn't his best. I, I will say this: it's it's not it's not like eye rolling, but it's not like ooh, Batman is out. I need yeah. to read it. Where at least for me, even when I wasn't liking what King was doing, especially towards the end i was at least like yo batman's yeah. out i need yeah. to read like what did king do that's that's kind of the difference of where i am right now currently with batman uh let me let me just i'll let me just do the flash of 756 okay. because this is this is a, a quick a quick one um we were teased in the last issue in regards to now the reverse flash after killing godspeed he's getting ready to start his own family uh, this is again Joshua Williamson and Christian. I never know if it's Deuce or Dookie. I tend to just say uh, Dookie, but I'm pretty sure it's a Deuce. Um, and <laughs> and this is literally it's a really an extremely fast read, and it's not necessarily there's moments here where I, I even Clay kind of pointed out in the beginning where it just feels like Williamson is recycling what he's done in the past. But in the meantime, you have the reverse flash is just running around through time and pretty much recruiting his family, which seems to be just all of the rogues. Uh, and let's, cause I mean, we have Gorilla Grodd, we have Captain Cold, uh, Golden Glider, we have Trickster, we have Turtle, and we have the Tornado Twins as of right now. So again, you're seeing it, it, it felt very, very quick where he is literally just going in time. He dodges a couple of punches, and then he happens to say, I know your future. This is what you should do if you don't. Very, and it seems like everyone is, so far, at least everyone is buying it. 
in the meantime, by Clay's uh, great recollection here, uh, we are seeing Avery and William, uh, William Wallace fighting Tarpet for the 18th time in this run. So who knows how many? I'm like, I don't know if these are just recycled pages and they just happen to throw it, throw them in there. But yes, here we go again. Tarpet fighting in the streets. And we're getting a very similar conversation that we have received many times, especially with Wallace involved, which is Barry called him, has to reveal something, doesn't know what it is. Barry reveals that he brought back Reverse Flash, August is dead, and now he's gone and he needs to stop him. Run away. Don't help me, I need to do this on my own. The only difference is is that I guess this time, which you see very at the end, even though it kind of looks like he is not for it, Iris... There Actually, there's a conversation when he's kind of sharing this information and actually uh, at August's uh, burial site. And when he says, I need to go, Iris kind of like says to herself, like he doesn't even realize that he's making the same mistake. Like he's doing it all over again. So this time it looks like Iris, Wallace, and Avery are saying, you are not doing this alone and we're going to do this together. Um, man, Flash, man, it's tough, dude. Like for uh, for everybody, because I, I it's sometimes I don't know if you, you know like you 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 just have blinders, kind of like how sometimes we're seeing with stuff with like Bendis, and you know we've you've been sour on Bendis since almost day one forever. <laughs> yeah, I've been I have gotten there, and I'm there now, and um, I mean and even with Bendis, it looks like his. His plans, little by little. I mean, check uh, the checkmate, Leviathan, all this kind of stuff. I mean, we mentioned it already with the Kate Spencer. Yeah, the, you know, the like Manhunter thing just, was like, canceled, and then yeah, so that stuff you could see like a lot of those plans are slowly but surely. It looks like those things are dying. Um, but you know, going back to the point, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in some group chats, and then I'm seeing other people's chats, and they're saying. And proclaiming that Joshua Williamson is the best Barry Allen writer, best Flash How? writer, and I'm I'm not getting I, it. I, I I don't get it. If we're if we're doing Rebirth, if we were sticking with Rebirth quality Williamson, when he had the Carmine D. Camilio, whatever his name is, um, which I really enjoyed his art on Flash, I would say like if we were getting that, yeah, hell yeah, like he had. A great head start for wanting to be a basically. I would say he was good on Flash up until the Flash War, like the 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 Speedster War, whatever he called it. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I would say a a little bit before that. Yeah, but yes, I would say because he had one of those like bogus five six issue arcs of kind of like what he keeps on doing. Whereas, like these little one-shot little thing. Oh, let's just introduce one rogue for this uh, for this issue. But yes, I will say that it got to that point once he was in the once he hit the forties. Yeah, like you know, thirty, forty, in let's say more forties. It has fallen down a a pretty steep cliff, at least for me. I mean, I'm happy that people are still digging it, uh, but it's it's gotten a little bit a little bit tougher to to follow. Um, again, I'm mainly following this because I really am waiting for that Wally West. I need that reveal. I, I want this to happen. 
And but it seems like we're not even I, 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 that I hope in that... the flashbook. It looks like we're getting that in metal. You know? Yeah, but wasn't it teased? Like, where, where was that cover? Wasn't there a Barry Thon and then you all you saw the, was like the, I don't know like the a blue, blue hand, hand or like yeah, a thigh but that blue hand if yeah. you if you think about it now was paradox because he had a blue suit Yeah I have I haven't seen the image oh man what yeah. a so it was it was paradox fighting thon and allen Oh, so what a way to freaking get there. Yeah, it, it, it very, kudos, it kudos very, he played into that. He very much played into that. He didn't want to spoil anything about who Paradox was. So, I mean, and, and I give it to him. He, he played into that. And I think he is co-writing that Flash Metal series, that, that small little, uh, one shot, I think. Yeah, the, the, the speed, the yeah. speed metal. I think he yeah. is co-writing it. I don't know. But, I mean, we'll see Jay Garrick, we'll see Wally, we'll see Wallace, and we'll see Barry all together. But, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I mean, what, what's the number? What what gets him to 100? Uh, I have no idea. Seven. I mean, uh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm guessing he has like seven or eight more, because if Batman's at 93... And they all yeah, started he, pretty he similarly. He said he's technically going to be writing 101. It's it's literally yeah, sounding a lot like Tom King, how he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be a hundred. I'm going to I'm going to go to 100." And oh, technically, I need to go to 103 because I wrote two annuals and blah blah and like all these different things. And like, I almost feel like DC was like, "You know what? Tom King didn't get his hundred, but you will." And I'm just like, why? Well, well, I think why is because the expectations on the Flash are nowhere near the expectations that fans have for a Batman book. True. And Batman and Batman is always, it seems, unless unless Jeff Johns is writing a story, uh, seems to be the number mm-hmm. one book. So people, you know, harped more on that. The Flash, I think that if DC. If Flash can get anywhere from forty to fifty-five thousand sales, I think they're happy. That is true. That is totally true. Yeah. Uh, but since you talked about Flash, I want to go ahead and talk about Batman Smile Killer just real quick. Um, I'm so bummed that I have not <laughs> read this one. It 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 was surprisingly like disappointing, and the reason why is you start off with a young Bruce watching um, Mr. Smiley, which, if you remember the miniseries, Mr. Smiley was this book that the little kid was reading with our main character, Ben, I think his name was, um, the psychiatrist mm-hmm. at uh, at Arkham. Uh, well, it turns out he had a TV show, and he a young Bruce is watching him, but he's a puppet. And you see the arm that's attached to this puppet looks very similar to the pasty white skin of a Joker. And basically what ends up happening in this small scene when he is young, he is sad. And like he's actually talking to Mr. Smiley through the TV. And he's like, oh, well, you know, we need to turn that frown upside down, you know here get this piece of paper and draw something and 
Bruce ends up drawing something with a frowny face. And, you know, Mr. Smiley's like, oh, now you're going to have to be punished. And he's like, you know what to do next, don't you? Don't worry, it may hurt for a little bit, but it's the right thing to do. And Bruce grabs a pair of scissors and is about to jam it into his eye. Until uh, Martha, his mother, comes in, sees what he's doing, and, like, slaps the scissors out of his hands. He's like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? And he said, oh, it was Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley told me. And it jumps forward to where he is Batman. And amazing art. I love the art. I love the art that they chose. I can't remember the artist's name right off the... Andre, Andrea yeah, Sorrentino. Sorrentino. Great depiction of Batman, especially when he's like jumping down from the rooftop. Love that. Love that little scene right there. But... He ends up being too late. You know, There, you see three dead bodies inside this little meat market. Gordon is there. Gordon says, oh, well, you can't, you know, you can't save everybody, but we can always get a step closer to saving the next people. And Bruce sees the drawing that he drew as a kid, this little uh, frowny faced guy. And he immediately knows, okay, this is creepy. This is something that I drew. And he goes to this warehouse. There's a little confrontation with Joker. Joker ends up stabbing Batman. And the confrontation just ends with Bruce being in an orange jumpsuit in a white room. And he's like, what is going on? What's going on? And he's in Arkham. And his like next door cellmate, only separated by glass, is Ben from the very first from the miniseries. And he's like, what's going on, Ben? Like, what what's going on? They, you know, they, I had them, you know. And Ben's like, calm down, calm down. They're, they're going to come take you. He's like, no, Ben, you, I have to tell you, I'm Batman. And he's like, I know. He's like, wait, well, how do you know? He's like, oh, well, Bruce, like, you, you think you're Batman. And you think that there's these killers. You think there's this thing called the Joker and... All these different things. So it plays that classic trope. Jeff Lemire played the classic trope in question of, is Bruce really the one that's insane? And I believe there was, Hmm. I can't remember if it was on a different Earth or if it was like in an Elseworlds story. But there is a story out there in comics that basically shows that Bruce Wayne is just basically insane. And he is an inmate who thinks he's this character called the Batman and that he saves the city every night. Well, that is basically this, because his interpretation of who Jim Gordon is is not true at all. In fact, Jim Gordon is the lead psychiatrist in Arkham. And he's like, Jim, they they must be brainwashing us. You got to remember, you got to remember, you're the commissioner. You help me save the city almost every night. And he's like, Bruce, we've been through this. This this isn't what happened. And I'm sorry that I have to do this. You, But you always break when you see the truth. And he opens the door and Martha comes out. Martha is alive. It's his mom. Clay, um, can I yeah. ask you a question? W- where is this book disappointing? Because this book sounds hold amazing. Hold on, hold on. So... He, he's like, what's going on? What happened? How, how are you still alive? 
And she talks about the incident, about how, yes, your father is dead, but I'm alive. And it shows a flashback of Bruce, as a kid, painting his face like a clown. And he shot Thomas. So you can you can see that possibly Mr. Smiley or just Bruce being insane, like, basically... Uh, What's what's the word? Uh, convinced himself that this Mister Smiley persona convinced him to kill Thomas. That's basically what you can lead to to thinking. And so they throw him back in the cell, and he tells Ben because you get to see Ben a whole lot because he's the cellmate next next to Bruce. He's like, I have to get out of here. I have to save my city. And he's like, Calm down. You know the guards are gonna get here. You're getting everybody riled up. And two guards do actually show up. And he beats the crap out of them, like, immediately. And he's like, I have to remember. I have to remember how to fight. I have to remember who I am as Batman. And he breaks through the door, or he breaks through a window, goes out into the fresh air, and he looks out, He looks up into the sky. He says, I have, to, I have to save my city, and the bat signal is there. And then you see him, another panel, run off into the distance. And then a panel again shows the sky... And there was never a bat signal there. Hmm. For me, the reason why it like bothers me so much is that you played such a big role, or you played into the role of Batman with uh, Killer Smile and Joker, and the fact that there was a Batman, then... To jump right into, oh yeah, uh, Bruce is insane. Bruce is insane. And that ending was very much a, I'll leave it up to you. Is he insane or is he not? And I hate those endings. Because if... Oh, if I, okay, okay. See, I love I love endings that are open see, to interpretation. See, some of them can work very well. I mean, you both said that Joker, the movie, great ending. We, we both enjoyed that movie. Great ending. Here, for me, it it felt like there could have been a bigger story. And from the ending of, what was it, uh, Killer Smile, it said, oh, there's only going to be a one-shot afterward to tie the end of the story. And it didn't tie it together at all, other than the fact that Ben was there to kind of be the connecting piece. And so I'm just like, like it, it doesn't really feel like it should be the bookend to that story. You know? Okay. In okay. that sense, that's I'm fair. like, that's disappointing. Okay. Yeah, at first, the way when you were, I was like, wait, so were you upset because maybe you got a little played because of how the first story was and they completely threw like a 180 swerve on you? But I get it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But what I was what I was hearing you speak, I was like, man, this the story sounds awesome. It, I feel like it could but I, definitely be. But again, because for me, I kind of wanted it to be like the story of, oh, Joker legitimately is getting to Bruce's head. He actually is going to be convinced that he is. Because what would have been even more sad is that if Bruce succumbed, like he succumbed to the fact that maybe he is insane, and then like you see a zoomed out you know, frame of Arkham Asylum and you see the bat signal. 
that would have been like, oh, shit. Like, Bruce is insane. Yeah. Like, he has now convinced himself that he's insane and the city still needs him. That would have been crazy. Agreed. <laughs> I still want to read it, though. But, yeah. But, no, but, um, but, yeah, that was... Yeah, that's nuts. Crazy story. All right, so let, let me... Before we... I know that we have, like, a Suicide Squad. Let me just talk really briefly in regards to Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. This book, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed reading. I... The more and more I read Kelly Sue on Aquaman, I am convinced that she is... I, I know that it's hard to say that it... It's like, alright, let me let me f- figure out how to say this without sounding blasphemous. I think that she is a perfect writer following, like, Jeff Johns. Really? You think that highly yes. of the story? Yeah, yeah, it's just I, I think like the more that I the more that I read what she's doing, like you have Aquaman Jeff Johns worked really hard embracing Arthur and making him like cool and like a badass and all that kind of stuff that you're like, man, Aquaman is great. Instead of other writers who have tried to maybe do their own like twist into like trying to show like a different way of you know, like, what else does Arthur have? Or try to, like, deconstruct him in something. Yes, Kelly Sue has kind of deconstructed a bit in regards to Arthur and, like, Mer- uh, you know, Arthur and Mara's, like, relationship even further down than what fans would mm-hmm. want. But when you're looking at everything that Arthur does and what makes him cool and embracing, hey, the talking of the fish, it's kind of like she is embracing what Johns has done with Arthur as the character. And she's just, like... Adding to it, if if that makes sense, I just feel feel like she's a a very good complement to like what Johns was trying to do, and I don't know why I felt that so much in this issue. Uh, I don't know if it's like just seeing Arthur, you know, being that dad in the story where he is, you know, because this is all about being on a mission to trying to find Andy. So I mean, we don't get that conversation with Jackson when Jackson was having the conversation with um. With Manta needing help because they needed the rest of the they needed the head of the 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 Manta Mecha bot yeah. whatever so that they can use the technology in order for him to be able to communicate with the fish and then with the the GPS like I guess like the sonar radar uh, detection like satellites he would be able to see like hey let's go ahead and. Let's get this done. Like, let's try to figure this out. So you see, it's it's one of those things where you're hearing, for some reason, this whole time I thought it was Callie speaking, because you're having a narration with, like, the blue, and I thought it was Callie. And one of the things was, like, reach to them, like, talk to the fish, but let them hear your plea, because they're the only ones who can help, and they will know who is the one asking. Kind of like it's like if the ocean still knows who yeah. Arthur is. And to them, he's still like the king. So it was like there was something about it. You're like, oh, God, this is kind of like tingly. It felt really cool. And I, I don't know why, but I really loved the like the bubbles, like what the bubbles were speaking. It felt very like prophetic, yeah. like prophetic and like poetic in a way. Um, so, yes, they find Andy and you have the moment. You're like, oh, OK, cool. You know, like this is not like, OK. 
it's going to be another drawn out like battle. No, he found Andy, she embraced him, and they left. And now they're back at you know they're back at uh, Amnesty Bay. Now this is where I guess like things kind of get like all right, let's see what happens here. Hopefully, there's no little twist because the old gods who have been consistently being being called out because they're not doing anything, they're just being useless. Yeah. Although they call themselves gods, they have now decided the gods have decided to act. And they believe that it, it's in its best interest because why would somebody take away Andy from Arthur? There's And look at what's happening to Mera. There's clearly a threat. And right now, Arthur is not going to be able to do what he needs to do if the baby's in the way. So the old gods are going to be taking Andy and keeping her safe. What? So we're like, so Arthur, so Arthur is, I just got Don't her back. Don't give me another John. Don't give me another John. Don't do it. So, um, so it was one of those things where it's like, we'll keep, we'll keep her safe. And I was like, he's like, oh, so obviously he's fighting it, but you have like Tula, you have like Jackson. They're like, this is honestly the best thing that you can do right now is to keep her safe. So in that meantime, yes, he does. You know, they, they, they revere back to, you know, is it, was it Orm? That Orm is now like the leader of like Dagon's army. I will say that this one is uh, a little weird, and this was like my one eye roll, but you're literally having this army going, I don't know, but I've been told Dagon's army grown tenfold. Like, it's like, it's like, we, we are Dagon, like, it had like that army chant, like, that you hear, like, in those 80 yeah. or 80s, like, army movies, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> but besides that, like, did you ever see that horrible movie, Pan? Pan. Which one was that one? Pan, the Peter Pan, the one with like a uh, oh, Hugh no. Jackman see, we, is like me, Blackbeard. Me and Abby wanted to see it, but then we saw all of the very critical reviews on it, and we're like, "Yeah, maybe no." See, like this is—I've never seen the movie, but I saw like on YouTube. I don't know why it was recommended. Maybe because I was jamming to like Nirvana <laughs> one day, and then it's like you—you're literally hearing like pirates and Hugh Jackman in his like operatic kind of voice singing uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, yikes. In the movie. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I had one of those, like, <laughs> moments. Uh, so, yes, we see we see uh, Dolphin. Dolphin's back, and one of, like, these people from Dagon is actually like, listen, I can't, I can't find... Uh, I'm forgetting the, the girl's name. Like, can you help me find her? And it looks like Dolphin was able to find... I don't know if this was the girl... But when you were looking at Year of the Villain, like Ocean Master, and it gives you kind of like a little title, this this girl was actually the one that was taking care of Andy. And it looks like the one who planned that was Orm. So Orm is the one who planned to take away Andy. But the reasons for it is because they wanted her to go to land and actually have a family. That didn't have to deal with royalty. Because Orm, I'm guessing because Orm is probably two cents, two ways. He's noticed how his life has been with what happened with his family. And then you saw before Orm embraced Ocean Master again, he kind of left a girl that he was in love with that had a son. So I think that he doesn't want Andy to live that life, or that's at least what he told the girl. Or he maybe realized in one way or another that uh, Arthur 
grew up much had a much better life than he did because he lived on the yeah. land. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to interpret Orm's reasoning. So I, I, I that part I don't know yet. I guess we'll find out later on once Arthur finds out. But now the, the cool part at the end is that when he gives Andy the Andy to the new gods, we find out that the blue uh, that the blue uh, narrations that we're getting is actually Mother Shark. Really, Mother Shark comes back. I didn't read the story, yeah. so I, I, yeah, oh. I, I, I wanted oh. to, but I just never had the chance to to pick it up. Wow! So it is literally. Mm. Such a great splash page where you where you see Mother Shark just kind of like thanking Arthur. It's kind of like because of what you did for me, like before, and what you're doing now. And it's kind of like a like I guess you could say in a sense like an entrusting kind of thing. But now, like I don't see. There's always like these moments of interpretation. Like you don't understand. Like is this like a thank you for a trusting me kind of thing, or is this like because of this trade off? You have given me your daughter. I will give you something in return. And what I'm giving you back in return is Mara. And Mara is back. She is full forced. She's ready. Like she wakes up. She's standing up. She wants like I need to we need to have some meetings. But there's a little girl I want to meet. Uh, Volko. Did the plan go according to the plan? No, no. It looks like we got to go with this wedding. And he's like, well, when is the wedding? And he's like, oh, no, it's tomorrow. And that's how, how it ends. That's hilarious. But I was like, yo, this is <laughs> this is awesome. Like, this I, was, I need to pick this that was one a up. Bad, that one sounds really good. This was a, this was I, a badass book. I like, just I, don't – I don't want Andy to be another John. Like, just the way you explained it. I don't want them to be like, oh, you know, because we already got – like a huge three month jump from when she was conceived to when we n- saw her next. I was like, okay, that's just the amount that we need because now she is like a baby. We can see her, like, we can have stories of like people trying to make sure that she's safe and things like that. That's totally fine. But yeah. like, I just don't want another jump to be like, oh, now I'm seven years old and I'm just like, what, like she was five months last time we saw her. Like I, I don't want yeah. that. I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that we're this next issue. Clearly, it has to be the following day because of this wedding. Um, so, um, I'm very much curious to see within this wedding. I don't know why I'm kind of like expecting Arthur to have one of those. Like, if anyone, re- you know, like oh, for the wedding to be has like, a reason yeah, why these two. Yeah. Like I don't know if she'll get to that to that level, but there's also like a pretty great splash page right before like once he once he leaves Andy, uh, and she's like, uh, the gods of nine oh crap Mira the hasn't gods even of nine seas will see her daughter and she's not going to be able to now yeah oh snap. so now it's like the gods of the nine seas will protect will love and protect her so that you may do what must be done and he's like I. But the way that he looks, because now he's got, you know, like the shorter hair. It's still long, but now it's like above yeah. the shoulder. But, like, I love that he's not with, like, the scales anymore. He's just got, like, an orange shirt yeah. kind of thing with the paint. I don't know why, but that splash page looked 
I mean, it, it looks sexy, but man, for some reason, the way that they draw Mother Shark, it's awesome. Oh, and uh, Mara confirms that everything during this time that she was under, she heard every every oh. word of everything that was going That's on. That's why you saw her cry whenever Arthur yeah. was talking to her. Oh, that hurts my heart. Yes, yeah, so, so she hurts he- my heart. So she heard everything. Oh, so that means she got to hear the times that Andy was there, like, cooing and, like, you know, oh, that's so great. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love it. Because she, she even, like, thanked the doctor because of how kind the doctor was. That's awesome. For everything that, yeah. So it was, it's awesome, man. This this book was rad. <sighs> like, man. I See, I loved it, man. The thing is, like, you, you, you've heard me say it. Like, Kelly Sue definitely has her Marvel background, and it's no fault to her. Um, she worked with them a whole lot. She has done great things in Marvel. I, I love a lot of the stuff that she has done. Um, but she was bringing a little bit of the silliness into Aquaman, and at times it just did not work. So th- there's the little pet peeve that I have there, but overall, like you were saying, the story of bringing Andy into this and to you know possibly bring Arthur back into Atlantis and you know getting th- that much closer to that and bringing a little bit of drama into it with this whole Volko Mira wedding thing you know it is fun you know cuz then you're like oh that's ridiculous what's going to happen to make it stop you know so i can mm-hmm. totally get why people are super enjoying this um i i need to pick this issue up i need, i need to Yes. <laughs> but let's go ahead and go to another book that I'm not really sure how you liked it or not. Um, Suicide Squad number six. Talk about like a complete. I was not expecting this type of book at all, especially after last issue. And I think maybe they did it to allow you See, to breathe from that crazy. I, I told a lot of people this is very much a Tom Taylor script. Now, there's a lot of Tom Taylor where you're like, oh, snap, like this is such a good story. But there is that trope that Tom Taylor does where a issue is just supposed to be fun and silly. And this is one of those issues. Like, I okay. I didn't see anything too serious happen in this issue at all. Um, other than the fact that, you know, the Suicide Squad is being hunted. Because there's now a bounty mm-hmm. due to the whole thing with Ted Kord. I thought this was going to be more so that, like, uh, Batman was possibly going to figure something out with Ted Kord. Um, but it's not. You know, he is completely obl- oblivious just for the fact that, like, oh, the Suicide Squad has gotten into some trouble. And now I'm going to go catch these guys and bring them to justice type thing. Uh, you know, we get that moment where Batman is Batmanning, according to Harley. Uh, yeah, I love the I love the splash page of him behind Harley. That looks great. That was a great. Um, it was a little silly. The whole thing with you know him disappearing and then the other two members of the uh, of the Suicide Squad disappearing, and then that's when you yeah. get the tremendous you know three or four page fight. That uh, it, it was it was it was a good it, fight it, sequence. It was. I, think, uh, uh, I love the nine panel layout to really show. You know, Batman is like, you know, usually with the Suicide Squad, Batman's able to hold his own. He he, he was struggling here, and I kind of like that. You know, um, a lot of people bring that the the whole argument with, oh, these are new characters; they shouldn't be able to fight Batman. Like, blah 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 blah. But 
we have seen that they are experienced and they work great as a team. So being yes. able to see them here, we finally get to see. Uh, I keep forgetting her name. And, and but and the thing is, like when you see them, they're not fearful of him. They're actually when when they're talking, it's kind of like they're like a oh like oh I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah, wink, wink was a big fan. Um, we we finally yeah. Get to see... So I think it's like one of those things that they're like okay. I feel like they were in a way not necessarily like it felt like more like messing. Like even when they were hitting. It was kind of like, all right, like, hey, get off, like, yeah, kind of yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. But they were just, they were messing around because they knew that their end game was not to hurt Batman or kill him or anything like that. It was more like, all right, let's just get away. Yeah, even even Floyd was just like, oh, you guys go, I'll I'll keep him busy, blah blah. She's like, we can handle. He's like, a lot of people have said <laughs> that. And honestly, I mean, even though yes, they're new characters, the way that people should be looking at it is like, oh, these are new characters. There's no way he can handle Batman. No, this is more like these are new characters. Batman doesn't know everything yeah. about them. So these characters are people that can surprise him. Exactly. Now, if he saw their moves and everything like that, do I expect the second time that, like, Wink, I think he'll be a little bit more prepared knowing what they can do and what yeah. they can't do. So I think, like, it's not out of the realm. And you know what? It's nice to see Batman be humbled a bit, even if it is by new coming revolutionaries that have only existed for six issues. True. Like I think it's I think it's I think it's good to let him get his which is one reason why I really enjoyed Tinian's detective comics run. Because it just seemed like Batman was always yeah. losing. And I was like, finally this guy's being pushed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I mean I think I think Deadshot was he was he was pretty funny. Like the whole like hey, just hold the Hold the dog because Batman will never hurt anyone. Speaking of, like he'll never hurt a dog. We haven't really talked about the big news that Tom Taylor dropped on Twitter. That's right. Should we? I mean, that is according to them. It's not a lie. This isn't a game. This is something that is legitimately going to happen. But um, it is revealed that in issue nine, so in three months, that uh, Deadshot is going to be shot. He. Dead. That's the that's that's the phrasing that they used. Um, they said that it's not a gimmick. I think, and it sucks to say this because this has been pretty much a good story overall. Um, the sales have the the sales have not been great on it. To be surprising, um, I think DC asked Tom Taylor to drop a big bomb to get people to buy it, um, and that's understandable. But it kind of, I think I would have. When you when you when you say not great, what's not great? Um, let me actually look. So, from what I have seen, because um, I I just feel like expectations on on a book like this shouldn't be like, oh, I'm expecting sixty or seventy thousand purchases. Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, I, I I don't I don't know what like if we're talking twelve thousand like a Hawkman. Okay, that's surprising. Now, because I would I would guess that Taylor should at least demand a little bit more than that. Now, maybe fans are just not because you know how you know how comics are now. I mean, you have groups that, without mentioning names, are not so into. Hey, let's start bringing all these new diverse characters into. You know, I I don't know if that kind of plays into why sales go down. Y- you know how sensitive comics are on on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that, and people go nuts. So I don't. I don't know if that is, but if you have that number, 
you know, issue I number mean, four would... sold only twenty thousand units. Yeah, that's yeah. not that good. Uh, yeah, compared to, it was, uh, it was below Transformers versus Terminator. Yeah, that's okay. And one above Young Justice, so that that Ugh. that tells okay. you where it is. Um, it isn't okay. in a great spot, um, which is surprising. I think it's more, unfortunately, more people that are just like, oh, this isn't my Suicide Squad type thing um, because of the mm-hmm. vast amount of new characters here. But I yeah. think people should really give it a shot. Uh, these characters are entertaining. They're, they're messing and up. And the story overall, just bringing in Ted Kord like that, um, it's a big twist. And I would love to see what happens because we all know if a book doesn't sell you know they can end it whenever they want and do they do they have the numbers for number five because that was the uh, big reveal let me let me check real quick um let's see here or is it one of those things that once or is it one of those things that once it hits uh once it hits you know the newsstands and fans are just like okay i already know what the big thing is there's no need to buy it but i would be I would be curious to know what was uh, what was Suicide Squad then. Let's see here. Um, Control F, Suicide Squad. Nope, they do not have it yet. Not yet. Okay, I I will say though that both times I have seen Batman lose his ride, if it was either by it getting blown up or in this case it getting stolen, that nine panel grid at the very end with the conversation of Deadshot kind of just saying, listen, hey, I've been pardoned. I'm free. I'm going to live my life. Uh, I mean, I do like the conversation where he was saying, hey, you have a daughter. Like, take care of her. Let her be safe. And it's a nice shot by Deadshot, honestly, saying, like, are you seriously telling me that? Like, have you not have you never met the Robins? (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, that, that was a good one. But here at the very end, with Batman realizing that he doesn't have a ride, and Deadshot is like, oh, um, do you need me to call you an Uber? And Batman kind of like, well, do you need me to call an ambulance? He's like, all right, good talk. <laughs> and you just see at the very end, you just see like, woo-hoo! And, and you, like it, the, you can the, the assume Batmobile. that it's Wink that is driving the Batmobile. Yeah. Really fun ending. But I just thought about this, you know, because... DC is no longer working with uh, with Diamond. How are we going to see the sales for DC books now? That's well. Is 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 Diamond is Diamond the one that runs that Comic Con? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm pretty sure that's where they get all their information. I mean, because if not, the only thing that I can put I can possibly think of. Is that now we're gonna have to take DC at their word? Yeah, that's true. And the thing is that, and now I feel like numbers can maybe be a little bit more inflated because they can potentially just say, "Well, these were the number of books that were ordered from the store." You know what I mean? Instead of what was actually purchased yeah. on the store. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting. But I will say, if if there is out of nowhere, you read a month and the books freaking suck. But you have DC 
like completely taking over the market share and unit sold that I was like, all right, this is this some, is, this, this is, is some shady. Fu- this is crap. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like Miami Marlin stuff where you have like 2000 fans, but for some reason, the, when you look at the box scores, ESPN says they had like 18,000. I'm like, no, come on. When you can sit behind home plate and hear a conversation in center field, there's definitely not 18,000 fans. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but uh there's there's one that I cuz I don't know if you read everything. I did not read everything in this book. Uh but Green Lantern, the 80th anniversary 100-page giant spectacular whatever you want to call it. Um was there any story that you liked in particular in there? No, no, that that's actually the book that I I I didn't get a chance to read cuz you mentioned to me yesterday saying like, "Oh no, that book should be in the folder too," but okay. I I never I never got a chance um, to read that one. I won't spend too much time on it just because uh there is a great story uh surprisingly by Tinian with uh uh with uh Gary Frank doing uh Alan's uh Alan Scott the very first story that sounds that sounds amazing already just Gary Frank doing a Green yes, Lantern so thing. there's that um there's a John's Hal, Hal Jordan story that I really really enjoyed and there is a story with like the entire Green Lantern Corps. Well, not the entire Green Lantern Corps. Sorry, just the four Earth Lanterns: uh, Hal, uh, John, Kyle, and Guy. And it's like when they're all retired. Um, that story I really, really enjoyed. And there's also one with Kilowog, which is like basically the heart of the core. Is basically what that one's called. Really enjoyed those. Okay. I didn't get the chance to read uh, Jessica and Simon's stories. Um, but Jessica's story had, uh, I can never pronounce her name right. Uh, Mir, Mirica Andolfo or Mirica. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Mirica. Um, yeah. Loved her art in it, but I didn't get the chance to actually read the story. There's a lot of great art in there. A lot of great pinups. Um, I saw this awesome, uh, Bruce, Tim, Hal Jordan pinup in there. Looked really great, but, uh, should it, it, it's a fun it's a fun book i really enjoyed jeff john's story um uh if you don't mind uh, i'll just talk about it real quick um just before we we end out but uh hal crash lands on a planet and he like almost has like temporary amnesia doesn't know how he got there um his ring is damaged and is only like on three percent so the ring doesn't know where they are at and so He's like, oh, well, what should I do? He's like, hey, Ring, how much power do I need in order to send out a message? And the Ring basically tells him, oh, you have enough power for three messages. And so he sends a message to the entire Green Lantern Corps, thanking them for their service. Um, And if they ever find him, uh, hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. He sends one right after to Batman talking about how um, Batman, as much of an a-hole that he is, he's basically the inspiration to make Hal a better person. Um, uh, really heartwarming stuff. Really, really cool. And then the last is a heartbreaking message, basically saying goodbye to... Uh, uh, what's her name? Carol. Yeah. Carol? And it's really, really funny because at the end... My gosh, I'm looking at Ivan Reese, um, the story yeah. with Jeff Johns. So, 
And what's really God, funny about so... it is the ring runs out of power. His mask and suit, like, of course, go away. And he's like, oh, crap, I can breathe on this planet. Thank God. And he, like, walks up a mountain or, like, a little hill. And he looks over the hill and it's Las Vegas. He's on Earth. And he's like, oh, crap, oh. I'm never going to hear the end of this. And the next panel, you see him sitting with the rest of the Justice League and they're all laughing at him. Oh, that is great. Even Batman's yeah, got a it is. It is... It is like a really heartwarming, like dramatic story, and then the ending is so perfect. I love it. It's this is like, um, I mean, I know that it's not it's not too many people like it, but that moment where in the the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movie when they're falling and Raphael is just like saying the reason why he's like so like such a dick to all the brothers is because he believes in them and that he loves them and he just wants to push them to be the best mm-hmm. that they can be. And I was like, oh, so I'm looking at it now. And then when you mentioned it, I was like, wait, I see it. Why do I see a skyline? That's uh, he's like, oh, can you pull back all those messages? <laughs> I love it. It's great. That that's awesome. So uh, real quick, I just got an email um, literally about 15 minutes ago. Uh, the rest of the world already knows this, but might as well talk about it um, for immediate release. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red is the first chapter of DC's newest digital first series available now. So, um, we were all wondering what that might be because DC was making it a really big thing. I thought it was going to be the announcement of the new writer of the main title, but it looks like this is just a digital first book. So, um, it looks like uh, George Jimenez is going to be at least on the covers. I'm not entirely sure... Uh, if he will be on the team the entire time. Uh, but just that look of Harley Quinn is so menacing, and it looks awesome. I agree. I'm, I'm looking at it now, and this looks, uh, this looks, it looks pretty it, red. So far, it looks like it's only going to be 14 chapters. It may go further than that later. Ooh, it looks like uh, freaking... Sedgwick is yeah, doing chapter I, one. I just saw that. Sedgwick is doing chapter one. This is probably one of his last books at DC. That is crazy. Yeah, man. The, yeah, yeah. This looks this looks good. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, man, this is... That is like is high nice. quality DC digital first. That is something that is going to get people to go into the digital first books. And, and, they, and, and I think they got a good person for chapter one because that... Uh, Harleen was a uh, was a hit. Oh yeah, like it was a long book, but it was a hit. It was super super good. Yeah, it was really it was really good. I I dug it. But with that, guys, I think that is going to be where we call it. A little bit of a longer show, but not a problem. Of course, you can find us both at the CB underscore Legion Twitter handle. You can find me personally um, on uh, Twitter and on Instagram at Fanboy Clay. And you can find my other show, Fanboy Comics Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we have three shows every week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, uh, yeah, Mark, where can they find you? You can find me at Mark Reads Comics in the Twitterverse. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I limit my my availability or you can call me at wow okay brave but uh (laughs) but yeah guys thank you so much for listening of course we are a part of the uh nerdy legion podcast network of course um go listen to anything and everything that they have 
they have a plethora of different shows. Um, I am slowly being consumed by their amount of shows because I just posted not even like two weeks ago, a playlist of my current playlist of podcasts that I'm listening to. It's over 60 hours. It is insane. Um, and I think I've dented maybe a third of that or a fourth. It's, it's, I, I don't know what I do to myself. You, you have, you have, a, yes. you have a lot like that's It's <laughs> nuts. But you know what? I shouldn't even say, I shouldn't even speak because now my phone more and more is starting to look like that because, uh, I am, I am jumping into, I'm into that, you know, that fantasy football zone right now. So now I have, I think I have maybe like 10 to 15 because just because sports is going so low that I just don't know what I could do to consume sports <laughs> that I just download. I don't know. I have like 25 like fantasy football episodes that I'm going to listen awesome. to now. Yeah, but it's it's fun. All it's right, fun. guys. Well, uh, thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week. Next week, there is not going to be any new books, but me and Mark do have something planned for you guys. Um, it is a book that we have both been kind of talking about wanting to read in the past anyway um we're going to be reviewing superman earth one volume one um it's something that we both kind of talked about throughout you know this entire podcast that we've had um but it's a book that we decided to jump into mainly because recently we reviewed the earth uh earth one green lantern volume two and it kind of brought us back into that world so that one's going to be fun i haven't read it in almost years so It'll be fun to dive into. I ha- I have not read I have not read volume one since the Wednesday I picked it up and I read it all in one. Damn! Second. So this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.